Welcome back to the Writer's Advice episode, everyone. Writer's Advice podcast. Welcome to the Writer's Advice podcast. Here's another episode. Thanks for being here. This week and next week are two of my favorite episodes um, and go to. So if you are new here, these are really great to listen into. If not, and you've been enjoying this podcast either way, you're going to absolutely love it too, because I have put together some great little tidbits of from every podcast that we have had and every author that we have interviewed this um year essentially of 2022 so this is the best of 2022 when it comes to writer's advice with the question what um advice would you have for any up-and-coming writers or writers looking to take their um their career to the next level essentially so this is little snippets this week and next week because there's so much goodness um to share in both episodes and I want to I wanted to spread this out because I wanted to make it a little bit slower because I really want um this stuff to be taken in rather than overloading you with you know so much advice in one episode I've spread it out to two so this um yeah I don't think I've got anything else to share with you other than I hope you are having a fabulous um Christmas and New Year's and wonderful time of the year that it is and if you love these episodes please um subscribe please like please um review please share it with a friend who you also think would love this episode as well this is a really great little bit of advice with also this time of the year I feel like everyone is putting um together like your plans for what you want to achieve for the next year and I hope this gives you some more than motivation but helps you put everything into place that you want to achieve for the upcoming year of 2023 so without further ado enjoy this little mashup episode guys of the best advice um from the writer's advice podcast writer's advice is a point of connection a dose of inspiration and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Welcome back to the Writer's Advice podcast, everyone. I am so excited because today we have the fabulous romance author, Mia Sheridan. And I know so many listeners have been hanging out for this episode. So thank you so much for joining us, Mia. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Now, there is so much I want to dive into with your incredible work, but I want to start from the start of where it all kind of began for you and when was the moment that you first realized that you were a writer? Oh gosh, sometimes I still don't consider myself a writer (laughs) or when people say that I'm like, wait a minute, I don't know, have I actually made it to, you know, the status of being called an author? Um, Yeah, so my whole career um, up to this point has been um, just, you know, completely unexpected I never had any aspirations really of becoming an author in my young life at any point. Um, It kind of happened um, by fate. It kind of started on a, well, it started on a, on a definite sad note. Um, I experienced the loss of a, of a baby and um, 
and I, you know, was really obviously grieving um, and having a very, very difficult time. And um, I started writing a blog about the the subject um, just to kind of update family and friends where we were, what was going on and and that kind of thing and to, to express my emotion too. Um, and I found it helped and, you know, people who read it kept saying, oh, you should write a book, you should write a book, you know, the way that you express this is, is um, you know, so moving and and things like that. And, um, you know, I wasn't at that time, I was definitely not ready to write a book on that subject. Um, but I was reading a lot of uh, romance novels. Um, you know, they were really, um, you know, kind of ministering to my heart at that point, they were all happy and hopeful and, and, um, you know, about love, obviously. And so I thought, well, you know what, maybe I'll just try my hand at a, at a romance book just to, you know, kind of pass the time and kind of an extended way to express all these emotions that are churning inside. Um, and so I did. And my husband said, you know, you go downstairs where my office was and um, write a book and I'll watch the kids. And so I did. And um, surprisingly, you know, a few people read it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's where it all started. Wow. And you do have a really beautiful voice, like mixing that love and like deep heartfelt emotion with also like some really tragic things that like draw you in within your work. That is so beautiful. So that you. you just started with, with one and it, cause now you have so many under under your belt what was the what was the process in there I guess you just never stopped yeah Yeah. I mean I I started with one and uh like I said surprisingly a few people who other than like my husband and a couple neighbors ended up um reading it and I just really fell in love with the the process of storytelling um you know I didn't know and if I was a a great writer but I wanted to get better at it and I really Um, You know, I've always been kind of a daydreamer and I've always, you know, sort of lived in my head and come up with scenarios. And I was like, could I do this? Like what I've always done as a job, you know, Um, and that was really appealing to me. And so, yeah, I just kept writing one after the next. And, um, you know, I think hope hopefully growing in my in my craft as a writer um, because I look back at some of them now, I'm actually editing um, some of my early, early work that's, that's being reprinted through a publisher now. And I'm like, just like, oh, yikes. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, in a way, it's amazing to see how much I've, I've grown, but in a way it's just like, you know, traumatic <laughs> to see all the, to go through all the things I just didn't know back then, you know, and like, apparently I thought that, you know, the reader needed to know where my character's eyes were at every moment during every scene, <laughs> you know, things like that, where I'm just like, oh, yikes. But, um, but yeah, I, I've, I've come quite, quite a ways um, since then in many, in many ways. So I'm proud of that. But um, it's a, it's an interesting experience to, you know, kind of venture back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. So you started, um, out self-publishing you still self-publish some now or now they've all kind of moved on to a publisher well most of them have moved on to a publisher at this point um I still have oh uh probably 10 self-published um 
um, still. But I, I think for now, going forward, I'm really enjoying the process of working with um, the couple publishers that I'm with um, at this time. And I'm, I'm loving, you know, their in-depth process that, you know, it goes through three and four editors, which is wonderful and amazing. And it's so helpful to me to, you know, to get all those points of view. It's hard, but helpful. Um, and so, so yeah, so for the moment, I'll probably be publishing any, you know, new material um, through publishers, but we'll see. You never know. I mean, I've, I've thought that I was, you know, strictly indie for a while. And then I thought, oh, I, you know, I really want to be a published author. And things change so rapidly in the industry. Um, and just, you know, personally, you never know who's going to, you know, be interested in your work for one reason or another. So I'm, I'm completely open to just kind of, you know, going with the going with the professional flow. Yeah, absolutely. And just seeing where the journey takes you. So when what when was the first year that you uh, released your first book? Uh, 2013. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And how yeah. long does how long does it take you to write one now? Were you kind of constantly publishing one after the other or what was that process like for you? Um, in the beginning I was, yeah, it takes me about, um, about eight weeks to, to write a story, a first draft. Um, and then, you know, the, the editing process can, can be anywhere from a month to two months, just depending. Um, but, but yeah, to get a story out, um, takes about six to eight weeks. I would yeah. say, and that's still the case. That's kind of where I started, and that's still kind of my the timeline that I um give myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you dive in, like you write one book, and then you can dive into a whole other characters like world, and and you know connect them all together. Do you know that you're going to do that at the start, or it kind of just um like with you mean with series and things? Yeah, or... yeah. Do you know if it's going to be a one or if it will um, turn into a series? Yeah, I typically know if it's going to be a, a standalone book or if, you know, it might be one that could be told in a couple parts. Um, I don't always know. Sometimes I write one and I, I, I come up with a side character that I think, ooh, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in this side character than I thought I might be. It might be fun to tell their story at some point or whatever. But but yeah, I do typically know, um, you know, how if it's going to be a standalone or if I'm planning on writing two or three or whatever. I actually have not written a three series um, book at this or story or, you know, um, uh, a couple stories or what word am I looking for here? Trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, at this point, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I tend not to be interested beyond that one story for whatever reason I just I tend to be done with a story when I tell it and it's hard for me to go back into that world you know I'm like turning to move on to something else so yeah yeah absolutely that is I yeah so you've started in I love this story so much because you started in 2013 just like oh you know I'm gonna dabble around in this now you can call yourself a New York Times bestselling author was it Archer's voice that that hit that first for you or was yeah. it yeah yeah because that is everywhere everywhere like I literally see it every day and I have friends that are talking about it and I absolutely love the story and I'm personally excited to um dive into Travis as well but what oh, was that yeah. what was that process like for you what like when was the moment that you found out that that was you know that it hit the list oh gosh um 
I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to even remember that that whole time is such a, such a blur. I think that I, you know, just based on um, how much it was selling the, that week um, that it made the New York times, I kind of thought maybe it's a possibility, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep my eye on this, like, you know, kind of asking around other authors, like, how many do I need to sell to, to make a list, you know? Um, and so I went, when it came out that I had made the list, I was, you know, completely thrilled, of course, but, um, but I had kind of been hoping that week that maybe I would. So I wasn't sure, but yeah, it was, I mean, it, like I said, just from the beginning, it's all been a whirlwind, like that, that whole just publishing to making lists of like, you know, it's, it's, I'm still trying to catch up in some ways. So like, how did that all happen? It's been 10 years, but I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> is this real? Yeah. <laughs> I love that too, though, because it's like meant to be. And it's like, obviously you found your, you know, your absolute niche within writing and your creative outlet. Do you like, what is inspiring you now? Like how do characters come to you? Like, what's your, your process with that? I mean, you know, they've come to me in all, all different ways. I mean, you know, sometimes they just come out of the, the thin blue sky and other times, you know, I'll be listening to a song or having a conversation or, you know, reading, reading somebody else's book and I'll start going off on a tangent about what if it went this way or instead of this way, or, I mean, you know, I, I try to, I try to keep an open mind and, um, you know, get, inspiration anywhere and everywhere I possibly can because you know I sometimes sometimes it's hard when you just like try to come up with a story or characters or whatever and it's not you know it's just not coming to you and so um if even the the smallest slip of an idea comes to me I'll write it down and and maybe go back to it later when I'm looking for a story so. Yeah, you've just got little bits and pieces everywhere. I absolutely love that. And are you a back-to-back writer? Because if you write in like once you've done that eight-week process and then edits, are you like straight on to something else? I mean, I've had to in recent years just because um, of editing deadlines, yeah. you know, I have to meet and stuff. But um, I prefer not to be um, just because like, like I was just talking about, I like to let my mind percolate and just like, mm-hmm. you know, whether I'm driving in the car and I, I like just to think on things and to let, um, a story come to me naturally if possible. And that usually does take some time, you know, it's, especially if you're trying to push it, like, okay, I have a week, I've got a week to come up with something. It, it just, it doesn't always happen that way. So, um, I prefer to, you know, take at least a month bef- between yeah. stories if given my my way that's ideal for me yeah absolutely and how do you work with deadlines now because you're you know you also have your own deadlines but now working with a publisher as well there can be a lot more intense deadlines that you have to work with what's kind of your day-to-day writing process to to hit them because you're also a mum and have love and and all those things as well (laughs) Yes, I I actually this last these last couple of months have been a little bit intense for me because I've kind of been wrapping up some of my um my self-published um deadlines but also I've been working with these publishers publishers who work really far in advance. So, I've been working on two or three things at the same time which is it's 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 definitely not how I work. <laughs> 
fast at all. And, um, you know, I mean, writing and editing, it's just, it's very um, mentally draining work. Mm. And so if I'm working on more than one at a time, I finish and I'm just like, you know, I have laid out, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely drained. Um, but, um, you know, typically if it's a self-published um work I have you know uh, some leeway with my with my editor um who's also in Australia you're in Australia yeah 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 not in Australia yeah (laughs) um she's in Australia as well and so um you know I she works with me and if I if I need to adjust things or whatever but um but yeah publishing is a little bit different so I've had to um you know kind of kind of get the get the hang of of doing that and how they work and stuff but um but yeah i typically work for a couple hours in the morning um and then i that's when i do my best work when my mind is the freshest um and i finish around 2:30 when my 12 year old 13 year old just turned 13 um gets home and then you know the my home life um all the all the chaos of that begins so yeah. it I mean, it's a nice schedule. I am very, I'm very appreciative to, you know, be able to work from home and to be here when my kids get home and stuff. So yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah. I love that too. I feel like, um, I think when you say morning of when your brain is the freshest, I agree. I hear a lot of writers who love to write at night, but I'm like, no, mornings when you just wake (laughs) up and then, you know, life doesn't get in the way that way. I think that that's, um, yeah, definitely very beneficial. So, um, What's like, are you much of a planner when you like, do you put much of an arc together or you kind of like come up with, I would say, I don't know. I'm just guessing you're a character driven person from the characters that you write. Would you say that or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that until I really understand sort of who my characters are that I'm writing about, I have a hard time coming up with dialogue and coming up with, you know, even scenes describing what they might do in any given situation. So um, even when I have a a story, a pretty solid story and timeline and stuff, I I do have to um, ponder on who these people are <laughs> that I'm writing about, and it just it makes it flow so much e- easily, more easily for me. So um, so yeah, the story definitely is as important as the characters, or maybe the characters are even a little more important um, yeah. than the story sometimes, but at least equal. Yeah, they come through strong. I absolutely love that. And what's what's coming up next for you? What's kind of next in the journey? So you're republishing some uh some of your old work. Is what what can we expect there? Yeah. Yeah. Um I signed with um Bloom Books, who is republishing um uh Travis. Oh nice. Um, yeah. So Travis Travis will be um on bookshelves was really what I was was um I was hoping to get Travis on shelves next to Archer because you know a lot of people who go into bookstores these days they don't even know that I have anything else you know to offer especially um, people who who pretty much solely buy paperbacks which has has blown up right now which is I mean who could have ever guessed you know with TikTok and stuff that um these are by and large young women who solely read paperbacks and they love to annotate them and do all these beautiful you know artwork with them it's it's incredible um but it's really like it's really um made bookstores so much bigger than they were even in you know the past several 
years. So, I mean, and you just can never guess at these types of, of things. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, Travis will be now on shelves with Archer starting in, let's see, April. That's it's, you're so right, and that's actually something I'd love to dive into because it's this is one thing that I well I I hope I hope never changes, but it's like with the way the world is going, I don't like I don't think paperbacks will ever die. Like that's the that's the beauty of being a writer. Like you you have Kindle and now a lot more um audio options, but you know you can't you can't kill the the paperback and the and the just the joy of reading even like yet yeah, new generations coming through I know and, and you know there there are certain things I mean I love going on Amazon and making a quick purchase as much as you know the next person and that's convenient and um it's great for a lot of reasons but there are some I was actually just talking about this with my husband the other day um there are some products that just can never be solely online like shoes you have to be able to go and try on shoes you know clothes for the most part because you don't want to be sending things back and over and over and you just want to go try something on or if you need something last minute um but books are like that too like who what book lover doesn't love wandering through the aisles of a bookstore and picking books up and reading the back and putting it back down and quickly you know looking at covers and and that kind of thing, like there's just such, for me at least, and I, I I can't imagine I'm alone in this, there's such joy in the process of choosing your next read, you know, like, um, and so that's why I always think, and this is going off a little bit on a tangent here, but that's why I always think it's, it's difficult for um, reviewers and bloggers who have like this um, TBR that's you know long really long this long list of books they're expected to read because I'm like isn't part of the joy of the process picking whatever you want whenever you want to read it at that particular time in your life you know what I mean yeah Um, I wonder I wonder sometimes if it takes out some of that that part of the joy of reading yeah and then puts the pressure on it you're so right you're so right but um you must have you because I see it everywhere and um, I, if you, if anyone hasn't read, read Archer's voice, I highly recommend that everyone does go and read it, but you must have seen some beautiful, like TikToks and Instagrams of what people have done with the paperback of that book for sure. Yes. Yes. It's amazing. Actually, sometimes my publisher will send me, I don't, I don't have TikTok. Um, I just, I, I don't know how to use it. I'm not good at it. And my kids would tell me I'm totally cringy if I tried. I'm sure <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, my publisher will sometimes send me um, some TikToks that, you know, have a high number of views or whatever. And they're, wow. I mean, they're, it's, it's, it's amazing. It really, it, it, the whole, the whole book talk phenomenon is just incredible. I mean, these are talented, talented people really who who make these videos and who um you know are funny and just I mean I I love I love looking at them I love that you know they spend their precious creativity on my book it's just it's it's a total honor yeah and it's bringing more life and more creativity to something that you've created and I think that that's it's just like such a beautiful community when people do that um now so many people would have seen read Archer's voice but I want to hear more about if say someone has read Archer's voice where would obviously Travis but where would you recommend or 
other books that you would recommend people di uh, get their dive into of yours? Um, well, it depends on kind of what um, what genres they love because I do a couple. I've I've actually in recent years I've been branching out to um, thrillers and romantic suspense, which has been so fun for me because you know uh, just having written sweet romance for for years, which will probably always be my first love. Um, but to be able to write books that are a little bit more layered with, you know, different types of um, mystery and intrigue and things like that has been really fun. And putting that together and putting those puzzle piece, pieces together um, is fun for me. So probably if they're looking for something like that, um, where the blame lies and where the truth lives are more in the thriller, mystery, romance genre um and then if they like archer and want something that's more along those lines and sweet i think maybe kyland yeah would be um another stop or most of all you yeah. um and if they want something in between maybe savaged is my tarzan-esque i love um, that <laughs> <laughs> that's epic and now and moving into like that mystery thriller Space. is that something you want to play around like obviously having romance as your uh, like your, your baby essentially is do you want to move into a lot of trials a lot of different things as your career progresses within that space um you know I, I'm actually coming out with two um romantic thrillers through um Motlink, which is an Amazon imprint um this year and so um, I definitely will have more in that genre, but as far as other, other genres, I don't know. I mean, I never say never because I never really thought I would be writing romantic thrillers necessarily. Um, but thus far, I haven't really felt a big pull toward other, other genres outside of, um, outside of romance. And I think no matter what I wrote, it would always have a little bit of romance in it. Mm. Um, just because, you know, when I read, that's what I, that's what I love. I love to read books that at least have some romance you know I'm always yeah. kind of disappointed if there's not like a little more romance in my whatever yeah. I'm reading yeah you need to tug at the heartstrings I absolutely yeah. love that <laughs> now you have honestly just I, I love this whole year I love how you explain this 10-year journey of writing for you and how it is just a whirlwind because you've just dived into it and you know look what it's become and that it's going to become and just what else you have coming up is is so exciting as well but what advice would you have for um say an up-and-coming writer who might be in that space that you were in 2013 they're playing around with their manuscript and and want to get things going what advice would you have for up-and-coming writers um well I would say um first of all pay attention to what you love to read um because that's what you're going to be best at you know those types of stories that um, that you migrate to as a reader um, and try to really pay attention to that rather than like what's big right now or what's trendy or what seems to be selling the most or whatever, um, because what you're going to do best is what you love the best. Um, and I mean, that's, it seems simple, but it, it's, it's difficult not to really have your eyes on what's going on in the industry and be pulled toward all the, in all those different um, directions, you know, and I, and I think I did that a little bit too, in the beginning. Um, and even just, just reading back, like I said, my, my first books now, as I'm re-editing, 
I can, I can hear the voices of other authors I was reading at that time, you know, kind of the echo of those voices. Um, and not that I meant to do it, but I just, I hadn't really developed my own voice yet. And so I was kind of, you know, um, I guess leaning in toward, toward other voices. And I see that now, and I don't know if anyone else would even see that, but I do now because I know what I was reading then. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's just that, that kind of thing, you just have to do it and you just have to continue writing in order to find your own voice. And it just, it comes to very few people right off the bat. You know, you just, you have to keep writing and keep growing in your craft before you really, um, you know, find that strong writing voice of yours. It's just, it's just a process. Yeah, absolutely. And never give up with that. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for that advice. And thank you so much for joining us, Amia. Can you give all the listeners, um, yeah, where they can find you, the best way to find you, where to get all your books and learn more about you, et cetera? Yes. Well, the best place to find me is probably on Instagram. I'm probably, um, I'm probably the best and the most consistent on Instagram. Although I will admit I'm not the greatest at social media all the time, but I'm, I'm probably most consistent there. Um, I also have a Facebook. I'm trying to think what my Instagram handle is. Just if you search my name, I'll you'll find it, me. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. That's all good. <laughs> Um, and then um, I am on Amazon for my self-published titles, but Barnes and Noble this year in the next few months, I, I will have six or seven books um, on the shelf, which is so incredibly exciting and amazing. You guys have your own um, little whole on, section there with six. I, know, I love I that. <laughs> I know. I'm going to absolutely like fall over when I see that um, <laughs> on the floor. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in bookstores starting in the next few months um, with several titles. But if you don't see me yet there, then then Amazon is the place to go for now. Um, thank you all so much for being here and um, for joining me. No, thank you. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for coming on. I will put all those details in the show notes. And yes, I can't wait to see all your books in Barnes & Noble as well. So oh, thank you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you thanks. so much. Thanks, Mia. <laughs>